Welcome to the Game of Thrones podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Game of Thrones on HBO. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And we just got done watching episode two of season five. Yes, we did. Titled The House of Black and White. What do you think of it? Man, I, <laughs> I it's 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 rough. It's rough because like uh, 75% of this as a book reader, I'm watching with arms crossed and eyes narrowed like, okay, all right. I don't know what you're doing here. Not sure I like it. <laughs> okay. But it's that's the thing. It's like. I can start to see how they're trying to do some remixes here, but I still don't know exactly mm. where they're going. So, I mean, it looks like it's being done excellently. Okay. I reserve the right to be retroactively uh, horrified at everything, but uh, I really like what's going on up at the wall. Yes. I, I, Jon I, Snow as Lord Commander is a fantastic thing. I, I like the concept of... Although I can't help but think that maybe Alistair is not going to be happy Oh, in really? A very, in a very particular way, yes. You think big head baby man with the guy liner is going to be upset? I with, think so. Uh, Pretty having sure. This guy I don't think he's going to like taking orders from Jon Snow. Mm, yeah. Mm. Well, that's that's mildly interesting, Jim. I don't think it's going to go to Jon Snow's head. I think he's better than that. But Sure. If, if Alistair were in this position, uh, <laughs> he would certainly abuse it. Sure. So I, it's not like I would not like to see Jon do that. Sure. But... But then he's he's not and I, and I also kind of like the idea of Jamie going on a uh, one man or I guess two man rescue mission for Marcella down there in uh, yeah. uh, Dorne, and I like the fact that they're bringing Braun. That's a, a good way to keep a character has largely been sidelined in the books. Interesting. Yeah, so, and they've been fighting together for a while now. Yeah. And I think it might be a uh, good opportunity. This, uh, you know, I, I feel like they were definitely looking ahead to this season when they when they did yeah. that plot line too, because that that would have just come out of nowhere if they had. Sure, have. definitely. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take some cell sword that used to help Tyrion. <laughs> yeah, out fuck your wife, while. fuck your castle, <laughs> fuck your scheme to eventually murder her wicked stepsister. You're coming with me to Dorne, <laughs> asshole. It's still kind of like that. It is, but you know he's promising a bigger castle and a better woman, and so yeah. But how do you take anything he says seriously? If I'm Braun, I'm thinking, oh, your sister just backstabbed me. Exactly. What, why am I going to trust that, you? That bothered me a little bit. I feel like that Jamie might have come with an offer less than a, you know, turning flipping over the table kind of thing for him. And but maybe that's the spirit of what was offered. Like, and maybe it's also you know they've set up a relationship between these two people. Sure, one that is. You know, Jamie has kind of not had the upper hand here. Braun has. Mm -hmm. Now Jamie has it. And I think, you know, Braun was teaching him something and helping him out. I think he thinks Jamie will do the same. Mm. Well, you know, upper, lower hand, as long as Jamie's missing his right hand, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Braun's got the permanent upper hand as far as that goes. Sure. Uh, So what do you think of the Brienne stuff here? Meeting up with, with Sansa? I mean... I was shocked to see them just land in the same pub especially with like that didn't seem to make sense well I, I honestly it makes more sense than then just you know two wagons passing in the night last episode so it's like yeah definitely yanked it out of the too cute i mean it's no longer perched precariously it's just like oh well of course this happens you were on the same road and you went to the same inn and and all that but i i'm it seemed like a big coincidence to me, but the fact that like I got over that it seems like many many people are becoming aware that Lady Sansa is still an active player in this world has me concerned. The yeah, fact uh-huh. that she is so so Brienne seemed like she chalked this up to Sansa being wary of strangers. Hmm. What how did, what was your take on that situation? 
I feel like she's kind of down with with uh, Littlefinger. I, I think so. I think at this point, you know, when she comes out in that bird dress or whatever last season, <laughs> I think that's very representative of her change of heart. Uh, uh-huh. And I don't know if she's actually down with what Littlefinger is doing or if she is going to try to get one over on Littlefinger sure. himself, sure. which would also be super interesting. Either way, that plan does not include Brienne, so I think that's why she did it. Hmm. No, I, I, I'm, I think so too. I think Brienne is being uh, wishful, naive, etc. Yeah, it's. I feel bad for Brienne. Plus, like, I, I don't understand her. If that's what she planned on doing, and then planned on stalking them, what was up with the murderous rampage at the end? Oh, I don't think Littlefinger was going to let her leave. Really? That's the impression I got when he says, sit down, stay a while. Yeah, okay. I don't think, I think he wants as few people to know about Sansa being around as possible, hmm. and that he probably wasn't going to let her leave, and so ah. she fought her way out. Okay, so Littlefinger... She is... took the opportunity and the initiative to get out of there. Okay, all right. I think I'm on the same page with you. Okay. Well, what do you think of Arya entering Bravos and uh, knock, knock, knocking on the House of Black and White's door? I'm not sure what point Jacken's trying to make here. Yeah. Necessarily with you have to become nobody um, at the end. I, I don't know what the point of turning her away was rather than welcoming her in. I don't either. That was a little cinema paradiso, kind of like the parable of the, I don't know, the prince that waited for his princess for 40 days and 40 nights to get her hand in marriage. And then mm-hmm. he left on the 39th night. You know, it's like uh-huh. it's some kind of test. Sure. Very fight club. It goes, it goes, it goes to a little, little fight clubby. Yeah. I mean, she leaves on the 39th night and then he comes after her. So. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, you know, they're, this organization is called the Faceless Men. So mm-hmm. their ethos of being a bunch of nobodies kind of fits in with that. Like, you know. Oh, I, yeah. I, I'm seeing them kind of like uh, break you down to make you back up or uh, I'm very excited in her being yeah. molded into some kind of assassin. Um, I, oh, I am too. And that scene where she gets accosted in the alley was fantastic. I yeah. love the way she just spun around and stood her ground. I was worried. And I fully believe she might have taken these guys out. With their daggers, I was kind of worried uh, when they first accosted her because um, you know I thought they might be just like swords or whatever. But when I saw mm-hmm. that they just had daggers, I'm like, I think Ari could take these guys. Maybe. I mean, there's, there are three of them, I think. I mean, that, that little move she had on the pigeon. Tough, but I think they could. That little move she had on a pigeon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was no chicken, but no. still pretty sweet. Yeah, not bad. She's going to have to eat bad. every fucking pigeon in Bravos. <laughs> <laughs> the The part where I have, I, I don't have a problem with them doing this in the show because mm. I think it's well within her character. Yeah. Well within the story. But man, I knew it was a bad idea for Danny to do what she did. Mm. Well, but man, I saw that coming. I, I get it, but it's one of those things away. where I don't know what the good solution was. Like That's fair. That dude... Uh, who one of her children, whatever her name is, I thought they were making her out to be one character, but obviously not. Or maybe they are. Who fuck? They double D's have gone mad with power. <laughs> They're Cersei. They're Cerseyed all up in their uh, red red keep. Oh, we'll talk about her. <laughs> I uh, I yeah. I mean, what was she going to do if she ex- if she pardoned him? Then she's got the ruling elite. Like this just proves their point. If she lets, I I mean, I guess. Maybe she'd just throw her, herself in with the slave, slaves and be like, you know what? I've got these guys back. You guys need to suck it up. It didn't. It, it struck me as 
I don't know. So am I to believe in this scene that everyone in this crowd knew what had happened with I don't, the slaver? I, because I, how does word get around like that? It, I, the the way it's presented, she comes out, she says, this guy needs to die because. Yeah. And then when they cut off her, his head, they all start hissing at her. And yeah. that would make sense because if they don't even know what's going on in the sure. first place, how are... And I don't know that the people in general, that the masses are able to understand a message like justice and freedom must be linked in yeah. this way. No, I, I felt like it, the it whole thing... It felt a little uneasy I, the I felt it was kind of clumsily staged, honestly. And I, I said last week that, you know, I'm I'm hoping that most of the, uh, the changes are going to be like streamlining and character economy. And, you know, if you mm-hmm. want the more realistic, richer more geopolitically interesting thing than read the books. Yeah. But I kind of feel like they're just making this really black and white. I mean, pardon. The name of the episode, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that's a little... It, it's kind of dangerously so, I think, because mm-hmm. they're making... They're they're at a risk of just making... Uh, making her look foolish. You know, t- it's it's bad commentary, like you said. Like, are, is it that the the underclass can't... They they can't their brains can't comprehend big politics and things like mercy. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure what they're saying with this, and I, I was most uneasy with that. Yeah, what what's going down there across and uh, I was too. Uh, I mean, Tyrion better get there soon and fix shit up. Cause <laughs> what would Tyrion do? I don't know, man. She needs a bracelet. <laughs> WWTD. <laughs> what would Tyrion do? I I don't uh, know because that's the thing. Like once uh, once that guy did that, I mean, I think the. I think the thing to do um, is instead of throwing like uh, what's the reverse of bread and circuses uh, shit and dentist visits. Uh, she didn't give him bread and circuses. She threw shit and dentist visits at them. No. And I think that, uh, you know, God help me. I'm siding with Dario. Uh, I think she should have just opened the fighting pits. No, 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 no. I think she should have <laughs> off with his head back in the pyramid and kept it hush hush. And then, you know, she could have seen she could have been the strong ruler for the upper class and put, you know, put them on notice that she's dispensing mercy or she's dispensing justice to everybody. And it wouldn't have been like inviting the public spectacle of the entire city turning against her, which that's sort of things like really the whole fucking city. Uh, she does one morally. This is a fighting pit city. I know this is a city that just recently took to the streets with blood and death and they execute one person and like, OK, mate. And the whole city and rises it, it was against pretty her. effective though like going completely silent and then the hissing no it was it, it, cinematically sure it was very effective sure it was a big it was a big moment yeah but i'm with you it didn't it just didn't feel right like none of that actually felt right yeah the and rest of the episode i really liked right and maybe that's they're kind of setting up just danny needs like advisors like Tyrion in exactly the same way cersei needs advisors like her uncle kevin and, you know, are they going to set up that one is pushing smart people away and one is welcoming smart people into their hmm. inner circles? I Could be. I don't know. Or uh, speaking of big developments, what do you think of Drogon showing up at the end? OK, sure. I was scared. Like, scared? Every time I, I, was I see hoping their... he would blow fire in her face so I could get an answer to my question. <laughs> is she fireproof? I was like, do it. Do yeah, it. Asbestos Light Danny. That's you need a you need a pithy name for that theory, like the dead man's brew. It's the Daenerys, fireproof Daenerys, Asbestos Daenerys. Yep. Asbestarius. Uh that's way worse. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, every time I see that you know, jaws full of razor sharp teeth, it's like even if he mm. gives her like a playful nip, it's like 
lethal lacerations. She's Plus, gonna look like Davos or whatever his name. Is. I gotta think that she's also did like I feel like that their teeth are like Komodo dragon. There's loaded with bacteria and all kinds of shit. So oh, it's yeah. just it's fatal. It's it's you're dead. Could be. Uh, didn't actually let her touch her though, or touch no. him. No, no, he flew it. off before that. Uh, I'm not even sure. I think uh, if I recall correctly, the sex of dragons is kind of complicated in the oh okay in, in in the book. So he, she, sure. whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, at the end, she basically has nothing left but her small army, eight thousand mm. people, eight thousand unsullied. Uh, she doesn't have the will of the people she's freed anymore, and the I loyalty and faith. I mean, that's the way the, the episode is portraying it, right? Sure. Everyone in that instant turns on her. Do you think it's possible they're setting us up to like apply political pressure to open the fighting pits, and now it's like, oh, look at me. I'm so popular again. I'm giving you your bread I and circuses back. Yeah. No more shit and dentist visits. <laughs> sure. That could definitely happen. Uh, what else? I was... want to talk about okay. uh, Dorn for a second. Sure. And Dr. Julian Bashir. Sure. In all his glory. Uh, I'm super excited that he's back. That, or, or that he's in the show. Yeah, up until that he's he... back on TV. Honestly, because this is the first thing I've seen him in <laughs> since Deep Space Nine. I think. Yeah, he's just been sitting by the phone for 15 years, waiting for more genre work. Come on, sci-fi fantasy, baby. I'll, I'll take Come a on. piece at this point. Yeah, it's like, oh, in, in episode eight, I'll be an emergency medical hologram. Whatever, sign me up. <laughs> I'll cash that check. Yeah, so I've always been a big fan of his, and uh, seeing him here is good. And he seems to be very different from his brother. That's I, I I really like the fact that they captured that that they are um, hot and cold two sides um, yeah you know and and it, it, the the tension there it's another thing about you know this kind of leader versus their people apparently you know they're they're selling Dor- um, Dorn as this uh, hot arid country with hot blooded passionate people that are yeah. screaming for the re- vengeance on a popular prince. Mm-hmm. Uh, did what'd you make of the mention of sand snakes? I said the sand snakes. I have no side. idea what that was. Okay, all right. I made note of it, but I I was like, who the fuck are the sand snakes? Okay, I, and I wasn't sure if they mentioned them last year, and I'm gonna just wait until the full cast to to do some research on that. I I don't recall hearing it. I think that is completely without context. Yeah, but that's a fun leading. That's a fun little faction that okay. uh, is going to be cool to watch. I, I I continue to be very impressed. Um, you know, there was a 30-minute making of where they spent a lot of time uh, visiting that particular set, the Water Garden set, and I really was stric- stricken by how interesting and different they make all the architecture. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, even Do- uh, even Bravos is very distinctive visually from King's Landing versus mm-hmm. the North versus the Wall, I mean, and, and, you know, and so it goes. It's just they just keep finding remarkable sets that are very cool, uh, and I really like that. Except for yeah. Marcella's dress. What the fucking fantasy Barbie bullshit pink bubblegum? I didn't even notice it. You didn't notice no. the hubba bubba pink prom dress uh-uh. she was wearing. Nope. Like, that's not Lannister red. <laughs> Did they try to bleach it? What the hell? That's how they do it. In that's Dorn. a You wore a bad dress, Marcella. Bad dress. <laughs> not not digging that. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. She's a little girl, right? No one needs to wear pink. Chiffon. That's just okay. gross. Pepto Bismol, man. She looked like a Pepto Bismol bottle. That's fair. Um, yeah, I don't more know. than I'm, fair. I could be crueler. I I think that <laughs> has potential to uh, go sour really fast if he if uh, Doctor Julian Bashir. I don't know his actual name. Uh, Prince Doran. Show. Prince Do- Joran. Doran. Doran. 
can actually uh, keep her under control or not. Because mm. she seems like she's ready to go rogue. Hmm. Who? Marcella? No, no, no. Oh, oh, his... Uh, uh, Oberyn's uh, Paramore, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, Marcella looks like she's super happy, and the young princeling looks like he's very taken. I mean, he's Pepto-Bismol, yeah. his, his favorite flavor. <laughs> Chalky mint, mm-mm-mm. Yeah. It really quiets the digestive tract. Uh, the other thing I really like in this episode is this guy who stands up to Cersei. And I, I don't know who this is, but he deserves a promotion, which he turned down, and a standing ovation. Uh, Kevin Lannister, that's uh, Tywin's brother. Oh, perfect. Okay. Uh yeah, I I was super happy to see him to see somebody yeah get a little bit of uh retribution brought down I mean, on her head. Look at that small council. It, it's sad. It is really sad. sad. It is yeah. really sad. The most impressive man just left. So the second uh-huh. most impressive is the uh disgraced Meister Kyburn. Uh-huh. But he seems smart enough. He's the one resurrecting the mountain, right? Or what I can assume is resurrecting. Did you see the that giant white sheet in the basement? Uh, no, but you didn't. You didn't see. Yeah, I, I didn't notice that. There, there's there, uh, there. There's a giant white sheet right. covering what seems like a giant white corpse. That sounds very Frankenstein esque. And to uh, me. and they need a dwarf head for further experimentation. Yeah, that's really disturbing, dude. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, I like that was a good dissolve. How many dwarfs are in the world? Do you think my sister will kill them all? Yeah. Ka-thunk. Yeah, no. Yeah, you perfect. offer a lordship for the head of a uh, of a Tyrion, and you're going to get a lot of d- d- dead dwarves. It's yeah. it's pretty bad, indeed. Uh, I don't know. I I really like this episode, other than the stuff at the end with Danny, yeah. which I felt was either a bit rushed or uh, a little misplaced. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. It just didn't connect like I wanted. There it to. might need to be some railroading if they're going to smooth over as many, many complicated things that they're trying to simplify. Which, again, I applaud that effort. I'm just that one didn't work for me. And just the big problem with this is a huge connective episode that mm-hmm. I don't know what they're connecting to, hmm. and it's one of those things where uh, my brain is trying to put it into context the things I know, and it's just it's not serving me super well. Really. But, yeah. So yeah. even knowing the future on this, you still don't see I mean, where this like episode I said, fits I can in. See, I can see where, like, okay, this guy's supposed to be this guy. This guy's supposed to be this guy. But huh. those guys, the fates of those guys and who they are now in the show is such that I'm like, there's surely, there's not, they, they can't go exactly that way. So that's what the spoiler section's for. That's where we kind of like try to figure this all out. Uh, we we had some fun talking about that uh, this this past Friday. So we'll see. Okay. Sounds good. I think that'll about do it. Yeah. Yeah. If you got feedback for us, uh, send it to Game of Thrones at baldmove.com. You can also participate on our forums at forums.baldmove.com. And what's cool is we got a non spoiler thread for the people that are show watchers only. And we got a spoiler, th- a spoiler thread for the people that are reading the books. Have some adventuresome TV watchers there, too. Just don't give a fuck. Mm. They're all getting spoiled up. Right. They're like uh, a wee gold carton of milk. They just don't care. Yeah. Uh, and then you can also follow our release schedule uh, on Facebook.com slash BaldMove and on Twitter at BaldMove because as soon as we post something, it automatically gets posted to those two places. It does. And it also does. to BaldMove.com. You could, you know, I, I know it's a lot. It's a stretch, <laughs> but you could out, you could actually check that out. Too. People only use apps now. They don't use browsers. I know. it's That's the sad truth. Yeah. That's the sad truth. Yeah. Our web traffic is like one hundredth of our podcast reach. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back on Tuesday with uh, the full episode. Yep. And until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. See ya.